Hey, it's Mike, Sean, and AJ of the Confused Breakfast. If you love classic movies from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, we're the podcast for you. We just finished up May of Sways Uncaged. All Nick Cage and Patrick Swayze movies. Dirty Dancing, Donnie Darko, Face Off, The Outsiders, and National Treasure. Check us out wherever podcasts are found. You will be glad you did. Okay, guys. FYI, there's a really great Netflix docu-series or documentary. I don't think it's a series called Take Your Pills. Xanax, I think. Um, and it's about the over prescription, over prescribing of benzos. Uh, and it's just something that personally happened to me. I turned on Netflix today and I saw it and I literally sat, had to, it was like, it was, it was very much a T, it was like a TV moment. It was very cheesy. I clutched my pearls, imaginary pearls. And had to like slowly sit down on my bed and I cried as I watched the trailer because I was like, this is my story. I was overprescribed Clonopin, which is a like a Xanax, but it, it stays in your system even longer. And once you are chemically dependent on these drugs, you need them and you will go through withdrawals. And you also, once you stop like, you know, once they're in your system, you basically need them not to have anxiety. The, it, it goes into it. But it's just, it's a story very personal to me. Um, and so I'm just, I'm not going to cover it, though. I'm not going to recap it. It's way too personal. And I don't need to be a mess talking about that. But FYI, that's it. Just wanted to, just wanted to say that. Um, a couple people have been asking for ways to show their support, um, which thank you. Love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if you watch on YouTube, there are the there's the option of the super thanks that you can do. That's a little button. That's a dollar sign and a heart. You can click that and it has some options there. I'm also on buy me a coffee and buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo. The link is in the episode descriptions. And I'm going to be launching my Patreon December 12th. And that is going to be full of value because it's going to have exclusive Bravo classic, just the jams recaps. Um, and I believe that's it for now. I did. Ha- I, I'm going to be dissolving the YouTube memberships because I'm going to move everything over to um, Patreon. That's why you haven't really heard me talking about the YouTube memberships much. Uh, it was a it was a decent idea, but it just makes sense to do it on the Patreon since I'll be putting the bonus episodes over there. I was trying to give, I was trying to avoid putting things behind a paywall, but honestly, it's just there's so much extra work that goes into the bonus episodes, and I I've been wanting to do classic Bravo for so long. And I don't know why I was waiting. So, you know, some you try and you fail sometimes. Not fail, but not all the not all ideas are great ideas that are meant to last. I've had to tell myself that a few times because I've I've tried a few things that haven't quite worked out, and I get a little embarrassed. And the YouTube memberships is one of them. I'm like that didn't that wasn't the move. But thank you for all of my queens and VIP queens who did support. Um, But the Patreon will be much more valuable. And that info is also in the episode description. 
But anyways, um, also just thank you guys. Thank you so much for your support. I got tagged in so many. I like I I kind of don't even know how to accept all of the love, but I'm learning to accept all the love. I got the Spotify wrap up podcast wrap up things. Tons of people tagged me saying showing that they're listening to this podcast. And you know, I got to say watching a ton of TV and talking about it is kind of all I've been doing with my life anyway. So it's amazing that there's actually a market for it. Honest, that's just great. I'm so happy that you connect with the show, with me, with Pia, with Kendrick. It's I'm I'm happy to bring you the content. I really am. I'm happy that you appreciate the work that goes into it because I this it is a lot of work and I don't like to complain about it because I it's I'm doing it voluntarily. No one is asking me to put out this many episodes. Um, so just thank you guys so, so much for listening and for supporting and for enjoying it and for letting me know, for sh- sharing the, sharing with me the appreciation you have. So I just want to share back with you the appreciation I have for you sharing with me the appreciation. You get what I'm saying. Okay, let's get into this. Salt Lake City episode. Episode 9, Not a Yacht of Fun. Okay. they We always note when they do a previously moment and they give you a previously that wasn't technically the episode prior. It was a couple episodes before, meaning that's going to be relevant in this episode. And that is Coach Shaw's birthday at Angie K's house. So we know something's going to circle back there. The very this opening scene with Jen and the antidepressants. I'm like, "We're we're going to come back to this. Something about she she's in the bathroom putting in contacts and stuff and they're doing this like kind of intrusive thought memory flashback of the arrest and the FBI from last season. And then they show her opening up a drawer full of prescriptions. And she's like, I've been on antidepressants since my dad died. And then they splice, they also splice in her talking to Sharif about saying that she wants to just go to trial and get this over with. And she's tired of people questioning her innocence. And she's this, this, the only reason you're going to show this and focus on this. I'm like, what are you setting up? You're setting up something. Not sure what, but then I figure it out at the very end of the episode. I'm like, got it. Thank you. Heather goes to meet Harrington. I will call her and Dana for lunch. Heather asked, I'm sorry, Dana tells them about the FaceTime call that she had with um, Jen with the invite, the San Diego trip. And Heather, Heather's like, well, I just got invited. Like, I literally just got invited, barely. And when she hears the story, the very first question is, what did Meredith do in that moment? And I clocked that because I feel like she knows that Meredith is also 
on the I have to be blindly loyal to Jen this season train. So I feel like she was curious because she's like, like clocking, like, what are we doing in these moments? But Dan is like, so I'm still going. And they're like, oh, wait, so Meredith invited you, not Jen. You're a guest of a guest. Oh, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. So Meredith shows up to Jen's house. I got to give Meredith credit. This outfit is fabulous. She is thriving in this orange trench, an all white outfit. She looks amazing. Jen is, she's sick. So she's not fasting for Ramadan, which leads her into talking about how her relationship with Allah has helped her get through this. Lots of God relationships happening this season. Quite a bit. Meredith brings up Dana. Now, this line doesn't even make sense. I think her intention is good. I just think it was a really bad miscommunication all the way around. I don't really think it was a miscommunication, though. I'm pretty sure um, Dana that meant to say that Jen was a bully. I think that was pretty on point. And then... And then Meredith takes it another step. In the confessional, she goes, I know how Jen cools down and is usually pretty reasonable once you sit down and chat with her. What? I would not say cools down and pretty reasonable when it comes to Jen. So... Dana, back at lunch, though, asks Heather how she puts up with Jen's behavior. And Heather is like, I'm over it. And in her confessional, she's like, it's either ride or die, loyalty, or I will burn you alive. I'm like, okay, the cracks are showing. Heather says that I, of course, feel as big and as horrible feelings as she does. But I have learned to push it down and keep it cool. And Dana says, you need to stop suppressing those emotions. And Heather says, no, why? Because I want to be like Jen. I like suppressing things into a tiny little box and putting them into a tiny compartment in your brain. And then you forget about them and they go away. I didn't find that cute. I mean, I don't know if she was, was she serious? Was she legitimately serious? And she was, clearly, because we see her doing it constantly. But isn't she writing a book on, like, self-discovery and all of that stuff? I mean, how can you really write a book on finding yourself if all you do is put things in little boxes and compartments and forget about them? And then Angie Harrington's like, like your bills, and then you forget to pay them. I don't know. It's like, that's not even, that's stupid. Meredith um, then switches and she's like, how are you doing in general? The trial at this point had been pushed to July. Okay, July. It's now, as of this date, December 1st, pushed to December 15th. I think. Or do they push it again? Oh, I got to check that. Just a week prior, Jen had to send in a $200,000 payment to keep the lawyers working. 
how the fuck are they affording this? Jen puts Meredith in charge of the fun. She says, you're going to be the CEO of fun on this trip. This is a resume builder, by the way. You know, it's pretty damn funny. But then Meredith asks if it's okay to include Dana. And Jen's like, "Mm, did you do this on Ramadan on purpose? And Meredith's like, well, when you said that, I knew my day got a little easier. This woman always sounds like she is drunk, but it's entertaining, okay? Heather really doesn't even know she wants to go on this trip. This is like, she does, she's like, everyone's mad at me. How the turntables. There's a cut, there's a cut to Angie, uh, Kay and Jen planning a Greek and Tongan themed party for the trip that involves a luau and fire dancers. Now, if you have just sent $200,000 in legal bills or in legal payments, how in the mother fucking hell are you? As Whitney's packing for the trip, she's she predicts, she's like, I'm sure it'll be how it always is with Heather. She will pretend like nothing is wrong and be super smiley. And then they cut to the rehearsal, the choir rehearsal. And man, Heather really was doing it all the way up, acting like nothing had happened. Like she hadn't just physically thrown Whitney out of her house. Physically. Can you imagine if this was an all black cast? That physicality would have been made a lot bigger of a deal. Right? They all arrive at the airport and it looked like Meredith and Seth were there, but for some reason when maybe they just were in a different location from where they were, but Dana is by herself and is doing the most to avoid even looking at Jen. And Jen is noting that. Okay. Why does Heather go up the escalators with her luggage like that? I don't understand. Isn't there's got to be a way to 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 do that different, right? I've actually to be honest, I never travel that heavy. I I'm a carry-on gal. I don't really I don't really wear looks. I'm I have no like my I my style is embarrassing because I just don't, you know. I don't need to show this off. No one's really, you know what I mean? But I feel like isn't there a way to, can't you like check? Cause you have, don't you have to check your, if you, cause you can't carry three onto a plane. So do, wouldn't you like check it at the curb? Right. I'm sure there was a reason. I don't want to, I don't want to assume that she's just an idiot. Whitney. Okay. Whitney's healing journey must not, must include that she can just be <laughs> savagely honest about Jen's legal matters because she's like, Yay, another domestic trip because of someone's court order travel restrictions. San Diego, here we come. It San Diego is a very funny of all the locations even in America. You know, like I San Diego's gorgeous, but like really? <laughs> you know? Okay. 
they arrive and they get in the van. We know how vans go. A very nice van, though. Not, 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 uh, not the triggering type of sprinter van of last season, but still a van. Angie, Angie gives a toast to her friend for hosting them at her at their house, and it already kind of feels like Angie is claiming the trip. And I am not mad at a little power struggle. This is housewives' behavior. So, Dana, you know, I see why you remained friend of, not snowflake holder. Is it great that she's going to speak up to Jen? Absolutely. But Angie K is really giving me housewives' behavior, personally. This you know, she's, and I don't even think it's coming from, she's not even trying to be messy. I think she just really did actually plan this whole thing. This clearly is her friend's house. Who does, who does Jen know in San Diego? Meredith says there's a rule, no locked doors. I feel stupid. What is that in reference to? Someone let someone remind me. I'm like, I, I've been racking my brain. I'm like, who locked a door? I feel so dumb. I'm sure people are screaming. Like, don't you remember? But I don't. I don't. They, the last trip they went on, they were all out in the open, like screaming and yelling. I don't really get why there would be no locked door. Anyway, Angie K says she hasn't been on a girl's trip since 1999. Dana says she's never been on one. But Meredith goes, well, don't you worry. I am the CEO of fun on this trip. So what what does Jen Shaw do? She explains what the rules are. She says, number one, have fun. Number two, have fun. Number three, you can be a bitch, but be a fun bitch. Okay. Well, they arrive. This house is gorgeous. Lisa says, it's like a little Santorini. Everything's white. It's an open air concept. It is though. It's stunning. I I think Jen's like, let's figure out the rooms. And Angie takes over. She's like, oh, we're going on a tour. Hello. Excuse me. So Whitney then gives the confessional. I thought this was Jen's trip. I'm confused who's hosting. So I'm like, okay, got it. Now we know that we're about to get a little war of who's in charge. And on the tour, Angie gets the room numbers wrong a couple of times. And Jen, of course, needs to pick up on that. She's like, you're supposed to know these rooms inside and out. And Whitney says, I... I'm surprised you two don't break out into a fight every couple seconds. And Angie goes, oh, yeah, I just blow her off. Don't you love that? Yes, I do. I do, because it looks like you're legitimately not afraid of Jen. Like, 100%, you are not afraid of her. And we need that. We do. They get to the master, and Angie has claimed it. And... um. Jen's like, are you in charge? I'm sorry. And Whitney's confessional is, historically, Jen has always gotten the best room. Now, 
let's talk about that. Season one, nothing was wrong with Jen, but she got the best room because she's going to throw a fit. This season, fine. She Whitney says, I sort of feel like we should give her the best room because there's a possibility that she'll be spending the next couple years in a six by nine foot jail cell. She says jail cell. Angie then makes a little joke, Angie K. She's like, well, obviously, because Angie's this is the only Angie on the trip. She goes, you can come cuddle. And Jen goes, I don't want to cuddle. I fucking plan this shit and you get the best room. It's fine. And Heather go, I hear Heather. She goes, it doesn't seem fine. You know, she wants to, she wants to stay out of the fray as much as possible. So if she can throw Angie K under the bus, she will. Jen's confessional, though, is pretty good. She goes, Earth to Angie, the person who plans the girl's trip, gets the master bedroom, not you, side piece. I would bet a million dollars that Jen didn't plan this, though. Like, I really would. They all go down to the kitchen, and they're going like, okay, I get this room, I get this room. Meredith only cares about a tub. Heather's like, I would like the isolated casita, but if someone else wants it, Jen's like, um, I don't want to stay there, but I need your room for glam. Of course, Heather's like, whatever you want, just don't yell at me. And then Jen's like, okay, I just need to know where I'm going, okay? I'm confused. I'm confused, and I'm the one who planned this. And so Jen's like, okay, okay, guys, okay, listen, we have this whole, and then Angie spits out her drink, like... <laughs> I think I think what she's laughing at is we have this whole and then Jen goes, why don't you fucking say it then? Because you really fucked up the room situation. And then Angie goes, all right, bitch, you take over because you're a fucking pro. Jen, yeah, I am a fucking pro. Angie, take it to the top, sis. We're all paying attention. Then Jen, she takes a beat and then pours the rest of her champagne on Angie's head. Angie handles it pretty well. I got to say, she goes, are you serious, Jen? Yeah, I'm serious. My, she says, yeah, I'm serious. First, right? She says, yeah, I'm serious first. This was meant, Jen was pissed. Clearly she wasn't getting her way. And she, this was her childish response. But then she realizes like, oh, shit, I fucked up. I absolutely fucked up. And Angie's like, would you like me to pour this on your head? Your freshly blown out hair? And then Jen panics. She's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'll do it. And then pours the drink on her head. And she goes, this is supposed to be fun. And then Angie goes, I blew out, I blew out my hair to go out tonight. Jen's like, oh my God, we have three hours. Angie realizes this is a no-win situation. No, no, no. She's like, okay, moving on. Tell everyone about the trip. And Jen has to continue to gaslight. She goes, I'm sorry. I thought I could joke around with you. Angie just goes, okay, I'm good. Jen, this is all in fun, but then, okay, Meredith's confessional, clearly by the time Meredith did this confessional, she has had a problem with Angie K because this, this is not the, nor like she goes, everyone has different levels of fun. And apparently 
Angie doesn't like drinks being poured on her head. Noted. You know, like who does? You know, it's it's not like when Whitney says later, she's like, this isn't like, this wasn't like fun, you know, whatever. This We all know what this was. So they break and Lisa goes and comforts Angie. And Jen uh, tells Whitney outside, she's like, I'm just trying to have fun. Okay. I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm just trying to have fun. Meredith comes out and Jen is really trying. She's really pushing to the I've known her 20 years. I've known her 20 years thing. She's like, bitch, if you're going to get mad because I pour a drink on your head, I poured it on my head too. <laughs> and Meredith gives her a laugh. Meredith's like, right? So maybe this Meredith is just fully aligned. I mean, it is just crazy to me to see how being friends with Jen does mean full and total dedication. I don't know. It's bizarre. Because it's, it is, it's Whitney's responding to it in a more normal way. Whitney's like, look, I get, okay, fine. I get that you were, jo-. she's just kind of placating her. She's like, I get that you were joking, but maybe apologize, you know, maybe. Lisa back inside though, she's like, I wish I would have said something in the moment, you know, but I'm just like, we're so conditioned not to say anything to Jen. Um, This is when Angie's like, listen, bitch, you know, I paid for the coach's entire party. $15,000. She was supposed to open up her home, but she ended up planning and paying for the whole thing. Then she does this invoice bit. I What I want to know is like, you know, no one really prints out invoices. I mean, I guess I haven't really planned a party, but I would figure that things come through digitally. So I feel like she printed all of those out and did the bit just to do, you know what I mean? Just to do the bit in her, in her confessional. Uh, and then she, just to be able to say, and you know what I got from Jen? Zero dollars. Uh, and what's, what's our take on that? You know, I, I imagine that part of Angie wanted the show to be shot at her or the party to be shot at her house because, um, you know, then she's on the show. So I'm sure there's an element of that, but we'll see later that clearly Jen didn't even say thank you for it. Um, oh, we'll keep going. Jen, as she's walking in from talking to Whitney and, um, Meredith, she's like, fine, I'll apologize. But Meredith is like, I don't even think she's that angry. Girl. Cut to Angie crying. Angie's like, she continues to want people to support her, but then she continues acting like this. And that is the truth. Angie's not in a position. I mean, Jen is not in a position to be treating people like shit. But of course, she's pretending like she's it was just a joke. Heather goes into Dana's room and it's interesting because Heather's like, let me see what you're wearing. And Dana's wearing a very sexy outfit. And even I noted, I'm like, she doesn't look comfortable. And Heather's like, I feel nervous energy. I'm like, okay. So like I was picking up on something correct. Uh, And Dana's like, well, wouldn't you be after seeing that? 
which just shows how like conditioned they all are to the dysfunction. And Dana's like, but that's your friend. Like you should have said something to Jen. But Heather's like, listen, I kind of agreed with Jen, like wanting Angie to be quiet. You know, we, she wanted to like get, you know, to talk a little bit. And Dana says, okay, but there's a different way to handle things like that. And she's your best friend. Heather's like, I'm scared. Like, I need you not to say things that make sense. And then Heather's confessional is very telling. She says, I'm kind of thrilled because I feel like daggers were coming at me. And now with the fortuitous swish of a tablespoon of champagne, the tide has turned. Okay, her confessionals are getting a little over the top. Okay. She did a whole thing about the luggage, too, that I didn't write down because I was like, okay, Heather. Uh, Jen comes in, though, and she's like, hey, Heather, I'm going to use your room for glam. And Heather's like, of course, 100%. It's all yours. And then Jen goes, oh, Dan, I need to talk to you, too. And I'm assuming that it's going like her next sentence is going to be about Dana because she goes, because I don't need this awkwardness and bullshit. I plan this trip to be fun. You can't say you're my friend for 20 years and then get mad. And then she starts, then she starts talking about, <laughs> you know, Jen knows she fucked up because she's now telling everybody the same line and the same like bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she knows she messed up because she's giving the, you've been my friend for 20, we- 20 years. You can't lighten up speech, right? Uh, you just confuse the fuck out of everybody with the rooms. Jen walks out and Heather tells Dana, I know you want to stand up for truth and righteousness, but you're a guest of a guest. Do not take up with the hostess. Whoa. Okay. Um, well, what if she doesn't give a shit? What? All right. I don't. Okay. Um, I just thought, I mean, sure, in proper etiquette terms, maybe, but we're on the housewives. And that seemed more like a please don't make my life harder request as opposed to this is for you. I'm looking out for you. You know what I mean? This That didn't seem like, trust me on this one. It seemed like, you know what I mean? I, Kay Heather thinks. They gather in the kitchen to get ready to go out and the tension, I, I'm picking up on tension from Meredith and Angie Kay, but the tension between Angie Kay and Jen is intense. But Angie called Sean prior to this and they flashed to her calling Sean. She says she's being accused of conning people out of money. And now I feel like I got conned out of thousands of dollars. Okay. Like, she's not fucking around, you guys. She said, you want to pour a drink on my fucking head in front of everybody on camera? Okay. Okay. We're done. You, the war is on. Got it. 
That's what she said, you guys. That's what she that's what she said. She said, get ready. There's Jen is in such a glass house that it's a shock she throws so many stones. Jen, Jen, though, she's like, Angie K should have come to talk to me. But instead, she's over there talking to Lisa. It's like, you threw, you put a drink. You, you, I thought you were going to go apologize, by the way, Jen. Didn't you say that's what you were going to go do? They get on the van and, or yeah, the Sprinter van. And it's quiet at one point. And Whitney goes, okay, so obviously there's a conversation that needs to be had. And Jen says, people get mad because I speak the truth and it's an issue. It's like, what? That's, I don't really know if that's a real, this is like, like a line that she's used to saying all the time. Like she's like one of her victimy lines that she throws out and it doesn't actually track. It's like, well, no, you just, you poured a drink on someone's head. So, and Angie says, let's not make it uncomfortable anymore. Jen, are you talking to me? Angie. Um, yeah, I'm talking to you. Jen says, well, then apologize to me. <laughs> Angie says, you should apologize to me. Jen, apologize for what? <gasps> that you're my friend for 20, 20 years and I got you wet? It was a joke. This is so bullying, gaslighting, narcissist, asshole friend. It's not that big of a deal. I did not pour it over your head and then she switches over the middle of your head so it dripped down your face. I'm so sorry. I was trying to... And then Angie mutters, okay, it was to the side so it doesn't count. Okay. And then Jen, I poured the drink on myself too. I didn't mean it that way. Angie, we know how this goes. Let's do a raise your hands moment. Raise your hand. Did anyone think it was funny? Obviously, no one raises their hand. And then Jen goes, it was because everyone was confused about the bedrooms and everything. And Angie goes, so you pour a drink on my head? And she goes, I've been super organized with this and with Sharif's party. I had to plan the whole fucking party and I paid for that entire party. Jen did not see that coming. So she's like, no, you did not. Angie, what did you pay for? Obviously, that stuns Jen because she's like, um, nothing. And look, Heather is not wrong. So in her confessional, she says that she was there for the walkthrough that Angie did where she opened her home and to bring up this in front of everyone feels like a sucker punch. It feels mean and it feels ugly. And she's not wrong. But I'm still not really mad at it. You know? Yeah, I'm just not, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not totally mad at it. Because, you know, We've seen a lot of drinks being thrown at people on this show. And the retaliation sort of feels like fair game. And when you know that your friend has thrown a party for you, for your husband, and you didn't pay a dime, 
And it's going to turn out that she didn't thank her. Like, okay, so Jen's Jen's like, I was going to reimburse you. And Angie's like, girl, it was three months ago. And in Jen's confessional, she says that she was going to host the party at a completely different location. But Angie insisted it was her house uh, because her house was just done and they hadn't had a housewarming party yet. Angie also had a tasting, food tasting at her house. And then she points out that Coach doesn't drink. But I don't really know what that has to do with anything because any party that they've ever thrown, there's alcohol. So I, I don't I don't know what those... I don't know what the tasting, maybe the tasting and the drink, maybe that has something to do with it being on camera. Maybe it was that she was, maybe she was trying to say that Angie just wanted more filming done at her house. Maybe that's the point of this. Maybe, maybe. It's got to always come back to filming. It's got to. There's got to be something to do with that. Okay, I'm I'm actually putting that together. So maybe hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, let me let me let me work through this for a second. So possibly what Jen is saying is that they were going to have it at another location, but she's like, no, 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 do it at my house. And then she did um, the tasting there, which meant maybe the food was going to be taken care of by production. I have a you know I have a source that I'll reach out to and get some intel on this. And when I do the recap next week. I'll fill you guys in on what I find out because she knows the ins and outs of this whole thing um, of what really happened behind the scenes and can let, let, let us know and I'll fill you in uh, on, on if it was Angie, if, if Angie's being shady or if, if Jen is um, being shady, I have a feeling we know who's being shady, but you know, it's possible because sometimes I don't know. We'll see. TBD. I'll get back to you guys. I promise. Uh, Angie says that today was her tipping point and it was humiliating for her. It was humiliating for Jen. I am a fucking respected woman. And Jen says, so am I. And Jen and Angie goes, are you? Then how come you can't keep a friendship? It's like silence. Angie's like, I was supposed to open up my house, not open up my wallet. And you haven't said thank you. And Jen's like, I gave you a $5,000 necklace, Angie. Don't lie. Then they flashed to her giving Angie a necklace that she had was like already wearing. Angie's like... <laughs> Angie says in her confessional, the last thing I want to do is be wearing this necklace and have the Southern District of New York find me and take the necklace off my neck. The, she is not fucking around. Angie's like, you didn't even thank me. And clearly, this is what I'm saying. She clearly didn't thank her because right there, Jen goes, thank you for throwing Sharif's party. It's like, oh, oh, so you didn't. You didn't even thank her because if she had thanked her, she would have been like, what are you fucking talking about? Yes, I did. And you know, I thanked you, but she didn't thank her. And that's why she's like, thank you. Oh, bad. That's very bad. Again, though, I will get the inside scoop because I don't want to just assume just because of my, you know, disdain for Jen. It's maybe Angie's not being totally honest. So I will get the inside scoop 
on what really happened behind the scenes with this whole party situation. Because I, my, one of my sources knows what happened here. But I'm inclined to believe Angie on this one because Jen, in the middle of this fight, wouldn't have folded if she <laughs> didn't get busted. So in Jen's confessional, her argument for this is when you host a party, you send someone the invoice. Well, I should have sent Meredith an invoice for $80,000. She's trying to say that when she threw that party, quote, for Meredith, she should have sent her the invoice. But then they flashed to the Tongan dancers. And we all saw that this party was not for Meredith. It was a party for her. And then she slapped on a happy birthday Meredith sticker at the end, you know? Meredith goes, guys, we need to change the perspective on Sprinter van rides. And Heather goes, coming from the woman who's only ridden in them once. All right, now it's yacht time. Jen is crying. Like as they're they're getting on the boat, she's just crying. And Meredith is comforting her. And Heather's comforting her. And I mean, I, I honestly was worried about them getting on the yacht, too. It's like, I don't really know if open waters is safe. Like, genuinely concerned that Jen would do something. Jump off? I don't know. She just is really, I was concerned. Then they get on, and the crew of this yacht was, the DJ's name is Kimmy, and the captain is... Drew and he is like a skater boy and then the server is like dressed like she's working at Hooters you know below deck would never this is not a super yacht so maybe Jen did plan this trip (gasps) I'm so shady oh my god that was so shady Jen is venting to Meredith out on that boat loud. So, you know, well, maybe because the motor is going, they can't hear inside. But she is screaming. What have you done for me? I don't need shit from you. Screaming. I could have had this. We could have hosted Coach's party at Rice Eccles Stadium. And then I realize as Meredith's monologue starts, I'm like, oh, this is why they did the... um, antidepressants thing in the beginning because she's like Jen is you know on the verge and having friends that aren't supportive she's just she's trying to numb herself and then they cut to Jen drinking like sipping her alcoholic beverage I'm like oh so we've got the antidepressants and we've got the booze so this is but I'm also like, I. it's really not a storyline that Jen is on the verge of a nervous breakdown. It's like really not. Jen is always on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Every From season one. Season one, she's freaking out. She freaks out on Mary. She freaks out on everybody. So it's kind of barely like anticlimactic. And then they show next time when she throws the shoe off the yacht and then she shoves Lisa on the boat. And she's going to tell Heather that she's got to stop being friends with Angie, Angie Harrington. And Heather is going to say, guess what? Go find yourself a new Heather Gay. 
Uh, it looks like it's still going to be very interesting. I'm just saying it's weird that they're like, you know what will be very captivating is if we're like, ooh, Jen is close to a meltdown. I'm like, she's literally close to a meltdown in every scene. If there's a scene where Jen's happy, I'm like, it could be any second. It could literally happen any minute. So, you know what I mean? So I don't get it. But, um, yeah, as much as this was an interesting episode, it definitely was just prepping us to get to the next episode. You know, like it gave us the the water, the, the champagne on the head situation, but it was definitely more like, just you wait. Next week's when it really goes down. So... Not much, not much of a recap. Sorry, guys. This is a really short one for me. Let's see how long this one is. Oh my God. It's only, f- Ugh. all right, guys. Well, I only can do what they give me, you know, I can only, you know, I can only do so much anyway. Um, thanks for tuning in. Love you. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.